Today's episode is sponsored by Spartan Chemical Company. Family owned and operated since 1956, Spartan Chemical is a leading manufacturer of superior and cost-effective specialty chemical products sold through select trusted distributors. Spartan Chemical makes clean simple. For more information, please visit spartanchemical.com. On today's program, I'm pleased to welcome Jim Ryerson, the CAO at Sales Octane. I've enjoyed a few of Jim's presentations at industry events over the years. So, Jim, welcome to the program. I hope you're doing good and you're keeping busy. Yes, it's uh, it's wonderful now that the pandemic is over. Everybody's out of isolation, getting back together. It's been an absolute riot. Yes. Well, to get started, Jim, this is going to be an interesting conversation because you shared something with me at a trade show that I just wanted to get on here and talk about. But before we do that, I have to say I looked at your LinkedIn profile and it said you're the CAO. I thought, ah, oh, Jim has a typo. <laughs> What's a CAO? Um, I came up with that years ago. Um, it stands for Chief Acceleration Officer because my whole theme is how do you accelerate a sale? How do you speed the customer through the process? But also because I'm a sales trainer of sorts, it's how do you accelerate the learning process? So that's why I just, I chose it years ago. And it's kind of funny because people are like, is that it? Like you said, you know, is that a typo? No, it's uh, and even my license plate is X and then S-E-L-L, and then an R and an 8 for Accelerate. So oh. no tickets yet. Red car. You live, you live it. So that's cool. <laughs> well, let's get into our topic, uh, Jim. So I know you do a lot of public speaking. I've sat in some of your sessions. Fantastic job. Some might say you're pretty good at this. But I, I know that you haven't always been a public speaker, presenter, coach, and you shared a story with me at the RA show recently that was very interesting because there's a business lesson, a, 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 an employer lesson or a management lesson there. Can you run through that and tell our audience what you went through and your experience? Yes. And uh, first off, it's embarrassing. I mean, when when we talked that day and you're like, you're kidding. And then it's like, it can would you be willing to share that? And I'm like, no, time out. You know, this is embarrassing, but uh, it's it's real. So uh, as best as I can remember, because I'm getting old, uh, I was somewhere in my uh, mid 20s because we did have children at the time, but it, it was mid to late 20s. And I had always thought that I wanted to be, and, and I'm going to say motivational speaker. I don't see myself as I'm a sales trainer. You might be motivated, but the, the goal is sales and the psychology of selling. But back then, I really felt like that was something I wanted to do. I listened to all the, the, the speakers and I thought, man, that'd be just a great life. So um, one day I started. I literally went and bought business cards, uh, created a company name. Uh, the name of the company was Meta, M-E-T-A, which is shocking because had I bought a website back then, this was before, you know, Al Gore invented the internet. But, it, you know, if, if I had bought the website, then I'd be not be talking to you because I'd have my own island because Microsoft would have bought it for me. But um so I started a company called Meta, which was Greek. Meta means Greek for transcending the ordinary. 
And so I had this little business card. And uh, back then I would just tell people, um, you know, hey, if you ever need a speaker, you know, I, I do speaking. <laughs> and we just, you know, I had a job. I had a good job working for a Fortune 500 company, um, moving life through. And then one day I received a call and somebody asked me um, if it was Jim Ryerson. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, uh, are you the the speaker from Meta? And I'm like, yeah. He said, you know, hey, we, um, we're looking for a speaker. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. And it was actually the Purchasing Association of America or, you know, Purchasing Procurement uh, Managers Association. And what had happened was somebody was scheduled to speak like a week from then when he called me and uh, that person had canceled, uh, had an issue, they canceled. So they asked me, you know, well, first of all, do you have availability on that day? Now, keep in mind, I, I had lots of availability, but I made it sound like I was busy. And uh, I said, yeah, I do have some availability that, you know, what are you looking for? We talked for a little bit. Uh, they had a little honorarium for it. So make a long story short, I said, yes. And then he asked me this question, which was kind of funny. He goes, hey, and what's, oh, by the way, what, what's the title of your presentation? Now, keep in mind, I'd never made a presentation. Um, I didn't have anything. I looked at my, I remember this to this day. I looked at my shelf and I had a copy of, uh, what's his name? Stephen Covey. And I looked at that and I thought, let's just repurpose that. So I said, oh, it's the five characteristics for career success. So it has nothing to do with what Stephen did. I just, I took the, his idea of a number and I told them that was my speech. And the guy goes, oh, that sounds really good. Got off the phone, kind of freaked, basically. Took a couple of days of vacation. I remember that. And I I poured myself into coming up with the five characteristics of career success. Now, keep in mind, this is probably at this point 40 years ago. Now, I've been speaking, Sales Octane was started 20 years ago, almost like now, 20 years ago. So this was 40 years ago, started Meta, going to be a speaker. Now I, I put together a speech. I still have the acetates because when I say acetates, nobody's going to know what that means. That's actually a clear piece of material that has words on it. And it was the, the precursor to like PowerPoint. You'd set on this you know device that would heat up and you know project on the screen. So that night uh, in a Holiday Inn, I still remember Holiday Inn in Holland, Michigan, I drove out there from Grand Rapids and I was kind of, uh, when I say nervous, that's an understatement. I was really anxious and self-doubt began to creep in. Like, is this, you know, is, is this going to, you know, am I even worthy of doing this? Is the first time I'm trying this. Is anybody going to like it? And they had told me ahead of time that there was about, you know, there'd be probably 20, 25 people there uh, for that night. Um and I had 45 minutes. So uh, I arrived and started getting set up with my little projector, everything else. Uh, also, one last fact is the night before the presentation, I thought to myself, hmm, you know what? A professional speaker would have some kind of an evaluation form. So I scurried around and threw together one sheet of paper. It was like, you know, the topic one to 10, you know, 
terrible to, you know, life transforming and, you know, and, you know, uh, speaker's ability, you know, whatever. And I had like five questions. I do not have a copy of that anymore, which I'm kind of bummed about, but um, made, you know, 25 copies, put them on each chair that night. Uh, the people were in, you know, eating like rubber chicken or whatever they do at these events in the other room. Finally, they come in and much to my surprise, there were more than 25. There were somewhere around 40 because I remember them standing around the back of the room. And I I really started to get nervous. Like, oh, my gosh. Don't blow up. The guy introduces me. I come up there. And, and I cannot tell you what happened for like 45 minutes. It was kind of an out-of-body experience. I probably talked too fast. But I mean, I got through it. Um they clapped. And I will tell you, if you've ever spoken in an organism, you know, any kind of environment, when people clap, it is probably the most amazing experience in your life. And they clapped. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is what I am destined to do. So uh, it got better <laughs> after they clapped and, you know, people started to leave. A number of people, and it was somewhere in the area of five to seven, because I remember that this went on for some time. People would like, you know, oh, thank you so much. I really needed to hear that. And I'm like, really? Wow, just threw that together in like two days. Um, and, and we get through and and it's done. And I'm it was it was amazing. I mean, if you're if you're listening to this right now, I will tell you, you maybe have had moments in your life where you're like, this is like, I'm on. This is it. So I gathered up the, you know, the little, you know, what do you call them, evaluation forms that I had thrown together the night before. And, you know, they were on different shears. Some of them had laid on a pile in the back of the room. So I grabbed them all up and um, left there exhausted. You know, I left nothing on the field, so to speak. Got in my car, uh, a dashing silver Dodge Omni, uh, just absolutely a chick magnet mobile. And I get in my car. It was night. And I remember as clear as I'm talking to you is I flipped on the little dome light, you know, in the car and started looking through the evaluations. And remember, one one's terrible. It was either a five or a 10. I really wish I still had copies, but I, I knew that, you know, it's like one to five or one to 10. And it was like 10, 10, 10, 10. Some people even wrote stuff like, you know, I really needed to hear this. Thank you so much. Uh, this was, you know, such a blessing. And I'm like 10, 10, 10. And then, and then there was one where somebody had not only checked a, a number kind of in the middle, it didn't go one, but it was like, you know, if it was one to 10, they picked a five or if it was one to five, they're at two or whatever, but they wrote a note and the note was professional speakers don't say, um, And like I told you that day at RIA when we were just hanging out, I don't even know how we got into this conversation, but we ate the rubber chicken. 
<laughs> That's right. Um, but I, I was done. I literally, uh, meta ended that day. We didn't transcend anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to my job, uh, and I had a great job and, and, and I really dominated in that job for goodness, probably another was, it would it'd probably be around 20 years. Um, you know, we raised a, our family, uh, did really well, moved a couple times, had some incredible business opportunities. And, and it really wasn't until the, uh, uh, 9-11 when we sold our company that I started sales octane and started speaking publicly. So that that's the story. And I'm, I'm probably have some questions at this point. Like, I do because happened? Jim, you were born to do this. You might say you, you got up there for that 45 minutes. You knocked it out of the park. You said, um, someone picked up on that. And all those great reviews were what you needed to move forward, but it took just one to derail you. Yes. And your career that you're in now didn't happen. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, like I said at the start, I mean, it, it is embarrassing. And um, yeah, I get that. You know, it was probably, uh, I think about 10 years later, I was trying to do the math the other day, getting ready for this. But um, the company that I was working for at the time was uh, just amazing at uh, training. I mean, they invested in their employees. So one of the things that I I was uh, I was coached at one point. I, I got in uh, connected with a guy out of Chicago who was uh, a management coach, a training coach, and he was coaching me on on sales, but also leadership. And he was the one that really. Now that I look back. He was the one that put that situation that night in the parking lot of the Holiday Inn, the one negative comment that derailed me. He was the one who put it all into perspective, he and his uh, his buddy who was a psychologist. And, and it was really that, um, you know, in, in my case, and in a lot of salespeople, by the way, I, my number is somewhere around 67%. Plus or minus 1%. Okay, so pretty darn close to 70% of salespeople um, by nature have a fear of being disliked. It's one of the reasons why they're so good in events and connections and, and networking is because they pour it on because they want to be liked. So they they do everything they can to make that happen. Um, I, I That's me. I have that. And so the one negative comment was enough to derail all the positives. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I, and that's the point of our conversation today, because if that person had known what that might do, they might've said it differently. But what about business owners and managers today when, they, when you think about your team and your people that you're trying to grow and cultivate into a role that's going to benefit your company? You know, I think that's the lesson is what be careful what you tell them and and lift them up, don't knock them down. Because I think some managers, some business owners, have that style of leadership. They they bully. They might knock people over, knock them down, and expect them to maybe grow from that. And that doesn't happen. By the way, um, 
I, I will tell you, uh, I grew, it took 20 years, <laughs> but I grew from that comment because if you listen to pretty much, I mean, I, I go to a ton of events. And so, uh, yeah, there are professional speakers that get up, but then there's also, you know, the company president. And a lot of times, you know, the corporate, even the corporate brass, they get up and they're like, so um, uh, thanks again for being here. And um, my now there's a reason that people say, um, I figured that reason out years ago. Like, I don't say um anymore. I'm listening. I'm trying to catch it. It's not going to happen. Because. I understand that your brain works five to seven times faster than your mouth. And what's happening is your mouth is going, your brain's saying, what do I say next? And so you fill it in with something like, um, or ah, so it's a big, uh, it's a confidence element. But if you think about it, you know, I, I was slayed by one negative comment. And the other, the other point, you know, I stumbled into something about, ooh, I'm going to say six, eight weeks ago. I was online banging around. I heard a speaker talking about the importance of, you know, reinforcing people versus tearing them down to your point. And he pointed to a study. Now, a lot of times on the internet, it says it's a Harvard study. As I dug into it, it was actually Princeton, just to give credit where credit is due. But they found that it takes nine positive comments to overcome one negative. Interesting. Yeah, I find that interesting. And again, I don't remember how many how many reviews or evaluations I had that night in the Holiday Inn parking lot. Um, I think it was more than nine. <laughs> you know, I want to say it was probably at 25 people probably filled it out. And I had one. My, my point is, be careful you know, and how you position it. I mean, they're, the person's comment was correct, by the way. And it helped me 20 years later. But it was really the guy 10 years later that came into my life. His name, I'll give credit, he's passed on since then. His name is uh, or was uh, Robel labor spelled backward robel johnson out of uh raj associates out of chicago and and robel was pivotal in i mean and I, as i think back um rest his soul every time i'd even come into a room with me it'd be like oh my gosh jim it's so great to be with you yeah you know, this guy just poured into me and yet he moved me in an era, in some areas where I was, I needed to be moved. So he had a way of doing it, but I, I and it wasn't like a lot of times people say, "Oh, it's like you know the uh, the criticism sandwich." You know, say something positive, then beat the crap out of them, and then finish with something positive. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not eating that sandwich. Okay, I don't know if I agree with that. I've heard it called the compliment sandwich. You come in with a compliment, yeah. you then punch them. And then you end with a compliment. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I well, we my, see it coming. We see it coming. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It, it, someone told me one time: if you hear the word "but," anything that came before that word meant absolutely nothing. Interesting point. So, and again, we're just we're just kind of you know shooting from the hip here. I did not prepare for this presentation. Um, yeah, but, we're just talking. 
so if that one review had said something like enjoyed your presentation because they stayed till the end obviously yeah just want to share this with you you might consider this and said as a presenter don't use um as often you might have that might have changed your life and you would have continued yeah and as i think about it standing here what if they had put on their um great presentation i just said um great presentation would love to have a conversation with you later here's my number because any professional that wants to get better wants to know what it is right and then you know you can't redo life but if i had reached out to that person I don't know, male, female, but I'm just going to say she, she, she could have asked some great questions starting with, you know, where have you done training? What have you done in the past? Um, have you looked at this book? I've read this book. I often experience this when I hear other speakers. You had a little bit of that. Why do you think that is? There's a number of different ways it could have Absolutely. gone. And you can't read, you know, Jane and I, my, my wife and I, um, we've talked about this a lot. Just said them again. Uh, talked about it a lot through the years. And Jane has always said to me, there's a reason that that happened that day. You weren't ready. It could be. Yeah. I, I look back at it and it, number one, it's been just a blessing that for 20, I mean, I could have continued to go down the corporate route forever. I'm really happy that I made the decision 20 years ago to start sales acting. It wasn't easy. Thank goodness we made it. It's worked. Now it's better than it's ever been. I'm having more fun than I've ever been. I worried that as I would age, I would become less relevant. That actually is completely opposite. It's working better. I have more life experience. I learn more. So you can't redo the past, but I tell you what, you 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 can make a decision today. So I, if it's a leader listening to this, your words matter. Words matter. Thank so you. be careful. Be careful. I do want to say that there's many more mistakes public speakers, presenters make than saying, um, I've seen reading PowerPoints and all kinds of issues. So yours was very minor, but you've made me think about the word, um, so I know I use it and I'm going to work on not. So <laughs> for what it's worth. The minute you catch yourself doing it, that's the beginning of self-improvement. Hmm. You know, if you've ever done anything with like, I spent last year doing a ton of research around EQ, emotional quotient, and there's four elements to it, self-awareness and self-regulation, meaning I know what my issues are. That's good. I mean, it's great to have self-aware. There's a lot of people that don't know what they don't know. That's low self-awareness. But even if you have great self-awareness, now the next piece is self-regulation, making the effect. For you, just the minute you catch yourself doing it, it's like closed-ended questions versus open-ended questions. We we train on that. And I'll have people right in the middle of asking a question 
say, oh, oh, that, that's, that's a close-ended question. And I stop them in that moment and I positively reinforce them going, you got it. You caught yourself midstream. This just reinforces that your brain is working five to seven times faster than your mouth. Your brain caught what your mouth did. That is massive self-awareness. Fantastic. Don't beat yourself up. Now, what do we want to do going forward? And that that would be a good example of, you know, not beating somebody up, but reinforcing them for being more self-aware. So. Absolutely. Well, well said. And thank you, Jim, for this. I think it's a great topic to consider. We need, <laughs> we want to build our people up, not knock them down, but uh, the business leaders, managers, owners of companies watching this, hopefully we'll uh, look at maybe their way of taking care of their people. I, 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 if it helps, great. I mean, I, I, I put out some pretty embarrassing stuff here about the early days of Jim Ryerson and Sales Octane, but hey, if it helps, great. Absolutely. And um, let's just kidding. Okay. <laughs> You're doing great work. No more, no more ums, Jim. And I hope you have a great day. Have a great one. See ya. Thanks again.